a stranger with a gun came upon two teens taking pictures under a rising full moon. But violence is only the beginning of this story. Sometimes I thought, there are no miracles. Yeah, there are. And this is a big one. I'm Amy Donaldson, and I've spent my career talking about how lives are undone by violence. The Letter is a podcast about how lives are remade. Follow The Letter at theletterpodcast.com or wherever you get your podcasts. Inside Sources. Inside Sources. Inside Sources. Where KSL offers Utah deeper insights on the news. Host Boyd Matheson divides rage from reason and elevates the conversation on issues crucial to our community. On KSL News Radio 102.7 FM and 1160 AM. Well, the news of Japanese Prime Minister Shinzo Abe's assassination shocked and saddened the world. And uh, as someone who has uh, deep ties to Japan, having lived there, uh, having gone there on business many times, uh, it it really was a uh, a gut punch uh, for someone who was a statesman, uh, who had influence, uh, not just in Japan, uh, but around the world. And many in America, I think, uh, didn't really catch all of the nuances of Prime Minister Abe. Uh, but hopefully his his very tragic death uh the assassination uh will have it will have big ramifications on geopolitics it actually already had impact i think on the japanese election that occurred over the weekend uh where his liberal democratic party uh swept uh 63 of the seats 63 out of the 125 seats uh, in the upper house in japan's parliament and will really shape many conversations coming down the road including japan's constitution uh, which, of course, is a, uh, a pacifist in nature following World War II. Uh, and there are many things that the prime minister did uh, that started to change their positioning. And his influence, I think, is going to be widespread and maybe even greater appreciated following uh, his tragic death uh, than uh, during his lifetime. Uh, he was particularly known, of course, for the uh, for the United States and the Indo-Pacific uh, looking for trade, uh, particularly in positioning against China uh, and their aggression in the region. Uh, Inside Sources had the opportunity earlier today to talk with Dan Blumenthal, who, of course, is from American Enterprise Institute. He's the senior fellow and director of Asian studies uh, at the American Enterprise Institute. He's also the author of The China Nightmare, The Grand Ambitions of a Decaying State. Uh, And a lot of this ties into Japan very specifically. And uh, when Inside Sources sat down with Dan, uh, we talked about kind of this whole idea of what Prime Minister Abe did, how he changed Japanese perception on pacifism and a host of other things. Take a listen. So Japan is a pacifist country. It's written into their constitution. In fact, the United States wrote it into the Japanese constitution after World War II, after uh, Japan had surrendered to the United States in World War II. And, but the United States had been encouraging Japan to slowly abandon its pacifist principles because of the dangers in its region and in the world. And uh, Shinzo Abe incrementally led Japan to lift some of the restrictions it had on things like alliance defense, and things like participation in national security. Uh, Dan said that uh, while Japan is still a pacifist country, the positioning, the strategic uh, positioning 
both in terms of what they can defend and what they can engage in, uh, will be part of Prime Minister Abe's legacy. It's still fairly pacifist, uh, but he managed to pass legislation that reinterpreted provisions of the Constitution, such as the such that the United States and Japan could act collectively together against growing threats. But it's still there's still a ways to go. Japanese still very much uh, are tied to their pacifist uh, post World War II history. Prime Minister Abe was uh, both a reformer uh, and a statesman. Uh, Dan also pointed out to us as we wrap things up uh, just how much Prime Minister Abe guided a policy change specifically relating to China and North Korea that didn't just impact the region, but it actually impacted the views, the positions, the policies of the last three American presidents. It's hard to remember now, but uh, seven or eight years ago, the United States did not see China as a challenge or a threat, as a potential partner in managing international issues. But Prime Minister Abe was consistent in his view that the PRC, the People's Republic of China, was rising and wanted to revise the international order and challenge the United States. So he would bring that up diplomatically with President Obama and President Trump and and, and so on. And, and he acted as sort of a tutor to them on, on international issues. It's, it's a much different perspective sitting in Tokyo facing down China or North Korea than it is sitting in Washington, uh, you know, far away from, seemingly far away from those threats. That was our conversation with Dan Blumenthal, Senior Fellow and Director of Asian Studies at the American Enterprise Institute. And interesting, uh, Dan also had written a few things uh, that I think are, are really important in terms of his legacy and why it should matter to each of us uh, as Americans, because it does impact our politics. It does impact our positioning around the world. Uh, one of the things that Dan shared was that uh, Prime Minister Abe was was not just a, a man of, of clear principles. He was he was a visionary. And he he really authored the concept of a free and open Indo-Pacific, a strategy that President Trump and now President Biden have both embraced. And he really saw that as an answer to what China was doing, as China was attempting to really dominate Asia with its authoritarian and uh, mercantilistic vision of things. Uh, And so if the United States really pursues and builds and defends uh, a a real engagement with Japan, uh, it will really change the game. And Prime Minister Abe knew that a free and open Indo-Pacific would be difficult, that it would take time, that it would have failures and it would have stumbles along the way, but that it was the, the path. And allowing and enabling the Japanese people to be able to defend, having a stronger defense posture and having a strengthened alliance with the United States were very important. Uh, and Prime Minister Abe really played the long game on so many things. Uh, he tried to uh, reconcile with Russia and Vladimir Putin in hoping that uh, Japan and Russia, uh, most people don't think about this every day. They have a lot of territorial disputes uh, and are not that far away. And it was Prime Minister Abe who was one of the first. He was very quick to condemn Putin's aggression as he invaded Ukraine. He encouraged Japan, even though he was out of office, he encouraged Japan to support NATO and its resistance to Russia's war. And I think in so many ways, Prime Minister Abe uh, and Dan pointed this out, uh, a statement that I love from Henry Kissinger, who described what a statesman really is. And I do think this is a good description of what Prime Minister Abe did, who, who also learned 
and grew. Remember, he became prime minister and it only lasted uh, about a year and he was back out of power uh, because he swung too big and he didn't listen well and he didn't read the nuances. Uh, And then he came back. And when he came back, he came back a little different, a little more strategic, a little more connected, a little more willing to listen and engage uh, and became the longest serving prime minister of Japan. Uh, But to Henry Kissinger's quote, he said, statesmen create, ordinary leaders consume. I love that statement. Statesmen create, ordinary leaders consume. And bad leaders consume a lot and leave a trail of destruction behind them. Uh, Ordinary leaders are satisfied with just kind of ameliorating the environment, not transforming it. Statesmen has to be a visionary and an educator. So this goes to our point that you can't just have a good policy vision or strategy. You have to be an educator, which means you have to communicate. You have to help people come along for the ride. And that communication strategy has to be equal in strength to that vision. And Prime Minister Abe, uh, again, tragically assassinated at a campaign stump speech Uh, which shows that evil exists everywhere, even in places where you think it could never, ever happen. It still does happen because evil does exist. And the question and the legacy of great statesmen is they leave that vision behind. And that vision, based on principle, allows people to join the ranks, to come together, and to move things forward. We'll step aside for a quick commercial break. When we come back, we're going to be very pleased to be joined by Tabernacle Choir Music Director Mac Wilberg is going to join us. It'll be a great conversation. Stick around on KSL News Radio. We'll be back. Two years ago, Americans watched in horror as a crisis unfolded at the Kabul airport. There's desperation and anguish. More than 80,000 Afghans have since arrived in America. But this story is still unfolding. I'm Andrea Smartin. In my new podcast, Stranger Becomes Neighbor, we'll find out what happens to these new arrivals in our communities. Who would help our newest neighbors? Follow us at kslpodcast.com, Apple Podcasts, or anywhere else you listen.